We are back. The kids are asleep. We think. We hope. Uh, but we are back for Texas A&M. We only, only, we only, only, I don't know why I said the word only twice there. We only have two of these left. I know. Can you believe it? Like we're seeing the end. It's been a long journey. I know. Remember, this was my idea. You yeah. can blame me. This it was, was my idea. I think long term, this is going to help all of us. Though, yes. Because I think that it was a, and there are at least two of you out there that are enjoying this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you know what? This this week in particular really was helpful for me. There's just a lot that I don't know about Texas A&M. They're kind of a mystery wrapped in an enigma, wrapped in a challenge, wrapped in a question. Okay. Wrapped in a mystery. All right, Dwight. Now, you know that's a Winston Churchill quote, right? Oh, really? Yes. I just called you Dwight Schrute. <laughs> Although, well, I've been called worse. Although there are a lot of quotes out there that are attributed to Churchill that are not actually Churchill's. Mm. But you can just say any random crap and say Winston Churchill said that and we're supposed to be impressed. Right. 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 You're like, the salt is wiser than the pepper. Winston Churchill. And they were like, oh my gosh. That's well, amazing. That's, that's, that's amazing. A, the age of, of misinformation, right? Well, I think that's been happening forever, though. Oh, okay. I think everyone's just wanted to throw a quote for, you know, throw Churchill on their quote and, like, mm-hmm. make it legit. Anyway, Texas A&M, which I have long maintained to have the most elegant yeah, talk about and beautiful dog mascot, uh, dog or otherwise. Uh, what a what a regal animal. Okay, what's happening over there? You've lost it? Okay. <laughs> Did, did, did the mama juice not, uh, <laughs> was it not to your liking? Uh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm saying things I about took... Rivoli and you're spitting out <laughs> wine over here. It was right when I took a sip and you said dog or otherwise. Well, there are it's other so mascots I out know, there. I so I was thinking about like you anyways. I don't I think it was to... worth spitting your wine out. I was trying to this think is about. How we, like... This is how we get through these. The school year has started. We have to resort to. Okay, well, you're not Desperate giving me measures. a chance to explain myself, but it's fine. Okay, it's fine. It's fine. So you really like Reveille. Well, I mean, what's not to like? I do, you know. I will say, collies are really annoying, just as a general principle. But to look at, oh, Piper knows. Piper's laying down here, and she knows. Look, it's wagging her tail. We're talking about collies. Does she know any collies? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Do you know any collies? So I, no, when I, I was looking so. up information, I landed on the Texas A&M um, website and I was looking up some article that wasn't there, um, but it was like a link to it and um, up popped this picture of Reveille looking sad and he said, Reveille's on the search, but we can't find it right now. And that sold me. I'm, I'm all in on So Reveille. you're saying their default... Uh... No connection or page not found side on Texas A&M's website is Reveille telling you that he cannot find the website for you. Yeah, and it's like the perfect picture of Reveille of him looking kind of sad. Well, that honestly, I don't like that because that cast him as incredibly incompetent. <laughs> I mean, here's like, here's our stupid dog. Can't even find the site you're looking for. Maybe we should get another one. Well, I don't. Okay. I think that's insulting to Reveille. Oh, okay. Well, maybe maybe Texas A&M doesn't like that, but it sold me. Okay, so maybe I was the target audience on that. So A&M, of course, if you're like, what is an A&M? Do you know what A&M stands for? Agricultural and Mechanics? Mechanical. I'll give it Mechanical? to you. Mechanical? I'll okay. give it to you. Uh, if you're like, I'm sure they have a rich and storied history in the SEC, uh, you would be wrong. Because Texas A&M is entering, I think, their 10th season in the SEC. Yeah, that's right. Uh, this uh, this fall. Uh, so, yay, good for them. Newcomer came in Missouri in 2012. And really, maybe one day, there's so many ideas for podcasts that involve a lot of research that I'm sure we won't do. But maybe if we do, I would love to take a deep dive into Texas A&M's tortured relationship with the University of Texas uh, and how A&M felt it so necessary to bolt the Big 12 and leave for the SEC in 2011. Yeah. Well, I think that that's a timely thing again, right? With what? Texas coming back, coming back, coming to the SEC. <gasps> Texas is coming to the SEC. I, have you heard? I have not. Um, and Texas no, A&M fans being not happy about this the salt is wiser than the pepper because they're so salty that was winston churchill oh man so wise 
Um, but yeah, so their relationship with Texas is out is outside the SEC, but very I think very much influences who they are. Yeah, so there's this whole like little brother syndrome, mm-hmm. and if you look at SEC teams, I think it has to you have to be in the same state. So I, I feel like if there's anyone in the SEC that kind of fits that, I think if anyone would be Auburn. But Auburn has done so well to establish itself as its own brand. Right. And I think uh, Texas is so big. Well, that's an, uh, that's what I'm saying is that the big brother, like Alabama, is so Auburn's kind of like stuck in that role. This is totally not um, relevant. But speaking of like two SEC teams in one state, I read an article about how Tulane, you know, Tulane used to be in the SEC. Mm-hmm. And how t- Tulane asked to leave the SEC in the 1930s. Okay. They wanted out. Because of LSU? I think that was part of it. I, I read about how the LSU, uh, the Louisiana governor, Hugh Long, I don't know if you're mm-hmm. familiar, he uh, really pushed for LSU to become the like staple football program. And, you know, Tulane is private school in New Orleans. I was about to say, isn't it private? So. Well, Tulane is, and it's, it's a good school. It's not Vanderbilt good, but like you're looking at like a Vanderbilt dynamic mm-hmm. in Louisiana, the way that Vanderbilt is. So, um, you know, it was kind of interesting to see that. And of course, Georgia Tech was in the SEC too. Right. And they, you know, I don't know if they were asked to leave or if they left on their own accord. They I'm were not probably sure. asked to leave. Like, Tech, we don't need you. <laughs> need to need to leave out of town. Go get them. Anyway, Texas A&M. So... Uh, I, what is our goal again tonight? To not go to fifty-three minutes? I think that's we did that so well for Mississippi State. I know it was we a did. Quiet, uh, solid forty-three minutes or so. so yeah, we'll but see. you know, there's a there's a not that there wasn't there's not a lot at Mississippi State, but there's a lot at Texas A&M and a lot that happened. I mean, we're going to talk names that we haven't talked about in a while. Well, I'm not. We're not going to go fifty-three minutes. But okay, <laughs> Ben has declared it. It's just not going to happen. So. Um, if, if we get that far, then it, it will not be intentional. Uh, so A&M again moves to the SEC in 2012 and like Missouri, they had two years, the last decade that were spent in the big 12. Uh, so it's their last two big 12 years and they spent about 25 years in that conference. Um, no 15 years in that conference, uh, because big 12 started, I think 96 or somewhere around that, that mark. Mm-hmm. It was, and those two years at the end in the Big 12 were largely, you know, uneventful, if you look at it. They, Mike Sherman was their head coach. Mm-hmm. What What is your best Mike Sherman story? <laughs> I don't have a Mike Sherman story. Really? Really. You don't have a Mike Sherman story? I do not. I wrote Sherman, and I was really wondering what his first name was, because I kind of forgot. It's, so. it's Mike. I get Mike and Matt mixed up. No, it's definitely Mike Sherman. Okay, tell I, me about Mike. I don't know. Okay. He, I believe he used to coach the Packers. Yeah, the when Packers, I looked into him, he... Was, strike one. <laughs> well, he he had a lot of NFL time. This right. was the, his only stint in the SEC. Yeah, so it was... Well, and it um, wasn't the SEC, so right, there you go. Right, right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you look back at, at those two years, there really wasn't much happening they get off they finish 2010 pretty strong they win six of the last seven right uh they beat a, a ranked oklahoma and a ranked nebraska <laughs> that's funny to say uh in 2010 when they finished strong but they lost also to lsu and arkansas right that year. i think lsu was in the bowl game yeah and that was a pretty good lsu team they were ranked number 11 at least at the end of the season so sherman was from he started in 08 and at the end of that year in 2010 actually i don't know if it was the end or beginning anyways 2010 he got a contract extension oh i know which i found that was interesting and then so and i think well they did finish really strong yeah and they yeah they tied their south the south division and whatever they were um (laughs) and they also had a, a name that i didn't know a whole lot about but i've heard and that's ryan Tannehill. Uh-huh. Is yeah, is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. And he was their quarterback, and he's still playing in NFL. Yeah, he's the Tennessee Titans quarterback, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and is uh, doing very well. Yeah, he's giving the ball to Derrick Henry, right? Which uh, maybe I think I could do. But, oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, but the the 2011 season didn't go as great. 
No, they started uh, they started poorly. They went one and four against ranked teams, and again, this is in the perspective and the the context of they're losing or well, not losing. They're about to leave for the SEC, right? So this is their like farewell tour, right? So you're you're thinking like, what kind of impression are you going to bring into your new conference? Uh, Mike Sherman is not the the most exciting name, uh, clearly, because you didn't have any Mike Sherman stories. Uh, but it was, but I didn't either to be fair. Um, so it really is, is one of those things where, um, are you going to kind of come into the new conference limping? Um, I just don't know if that would have been, I think the smartest thing to do. So they pulled the plug on Sherman. Uh, he had a losing record in the big 12 in his last year and they lost their last game to Texas. Which is their farewell game because they're like, see you, Texas. We don't want to plague you. We don't want to see you anymore. And they lost um, in the, at a, for, with the last second field goal. Oh, tough. Yeah, it was a, it was a tough loss. Um, you know, they lost uh, six games that season. And five of those games, they had a second half lead of two or more scores. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So these losses in this, in this uh, season – we're like not great. No, wow. <laughs> I mean, it's not unheard of to like have five or six losses, had the lead at some point, but to have double digit leads in five of the six, that's crazy. Right. So it kind of makes sense why why he's let go. You know, with that, with losing to Texas, and you know now, because I like I said, like at the end of 2010, they were really hyped for him to like it's contract to go extension yeah. with that contract to go with them to the SEC. But then they were like, nah, we want a fresh start. And this is kind of a theme for A&M is, you know, you sign someone to extension, then you fire them the next year. That's going to be a healthy payout, mm-hmm. right? To say, OK, toodaloo, right? Get on down the road. But one thing that we'll see with A&M is there is deep money in College yes. Station, yeah. deep, and uh, so they're not they, afraid to spend it. Yeah, so I feel like, you know, we talked about Missouri, who also came into the SEC at the same year, same time. I'm noticing a difference in when Missouri came and when Texas A&M came, and I could be wrong, so Missouri people tell me if I am, but um, I... Missouri, they're Missouri people. I don't know. I, wanted, I want to speak to them if they're here, okay? I, I'm just sorry. Here. I just enjoy alienating, like... 12 of the 14 uh, <laughs> fan fan bases in the SEC. So anyway, So continue. Texas A&M, I, they were very hyped to come. I think it's also one of those things we talked about with the Missouri one. You know, Texas A&M asked to come to the SEC. They well, wanted to come. And it's like, like Texas A&M is like your 18-year-old kid and your daddy is Texas, mm-hmm. right? You're, you get to move out of daddy's house, right? You're going, right. You're going to the... You know, to be a college freshman for the first time, I think that's what A and M is feeling like. Uh, headed into the SEC, is they're getting to leave their parents' house finally, get to have some freedom without having their parents like to live up to them and growing up in their shadow, basically. Mm-hmm. So now you get to go to college campus, and they have—I will say—they do have a the, the perfect, I think, character on their college freshman. <laughs> to lead him at quarterback but we'll get to him in a moment yeah definitely so like but they sold out like the 2012 season their inaugural season into sec they completely sold out their whole season for the first time ever it's not a small stadium either right kyle field right i think kyle field's the it's either it or neyland is the biggest Mm-hmm. State. I think Kyle Field is the biggest. I think it's like one ten or one twelve. I mean, it's something crazy. Yeah. Um. That's the size of it. Uh. So yeah, it's impressive. It wasn't that big then. They've expanded it since then, but it's it's still huge. Yeah. One thing on Mike Sherman. Where is he now? I don't know. Where is he? Canada. <gasps> Canada. And he is kind of like that Canadian girlfriend, you know, like that joke where it's like, oh, I have a girlfriend. She lives in Canada. I feel like that's Mike Sherman. Wow, why do you got to hate on Mike Sherman like that? <laughs> What's he doing in the Canadian Football League? Is that what he's Yeah, doing? yeah. Wow. I know. How about that? I okay. Um, so they hire... Kevin Sumlin. Kevin Sumlin, who's the first African-American head coach for A&M. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where he came from. Houston. Oh, Houston, mm-hmm. okay. So, yeah, he came to help them just start. Win. To win. <laughs> yes. I was about to say, to, like, join with them as they go into the um, SEC um, so 2012, 
I don't know. Did they stumble their way in? How did they come into the SEC? Well, they. I mean, it's a heck of a first game. Your first game of the as the SEC team, you play Florida. I think that's uh, that's quite a, a big way to jump in. They ended up losing that game, but then the rest of the season, they only lose one more game. It's and, amazing and have an incredible season. And part of it is that they have a quarterback competition. And uh, in the whoa, what's our TV doing? I don't know. Oh, that was crazy. Um, oh, what are, what are those little? Oh, it's just the home screen. Oh, look, Paw Patrol. Okay, okay never mind. Stop getting distracted. I'm sorry. I'm I'm trying. Um, they have a quarterback competition, and they name one John Manziel. Jonathan. That's what I like to call. Oh, him. is it Jonathan? <laughs> well, let's just call him Johnny. We'll meet in the middle. All right, so Johnny Manziel is a redshirted freshman that yes. year. So does that mean he's a true? That's not a true freshman. It means he uh, he is. It's his second year on campus. Okay, so he was there last year under Ryan Tannehill. Twenty eleven, yeah. Twenty eleven, but he didn't play. But he didn't play. Right. And so this year, um, he starts that Florida game, and even though they lose seventeen to twenty, so pretty close, um, he is he is present. He is present. What do you mean yes. by present? I mean, he, like, he had, I don't have the stats in front of me, but, <laughs> wow. but he, he did some, he, he did some things. He did some that- ball. He balled. <laughs> he played some ball. Anyways, he, I don't, what's the word? How does, how does Johnny Manziel play? Like, if you had to watch him play, and you did, we played a, a highlight of one of his games yesterday. Yeah. Well, how would you describe the way that he plays? Isn't he, like, very active? Yes. Like he's not just sitting on his lazy boy while he plays. No, he's not. Right. He's like one of those very like athletic, like he can do it. Like what do they call him? Dual threat yes. quarterbacks, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Right. So he, and oh, he gets compared to, um, oh, what's his, Michael Vick. Yeah. And um, somebody else, I'm forgetting their name, but yeah, Michael, Michael Vick. Yeah. So he's like, if you melt butter in a microwave mm-hmm. and then you get the butter out and you're like, you've got it on a plate. You know, you try to like to like move it around a little bit, and that butter's trying to escape the plate. It's kind of how Johnny Manziel is on a football field. Okay, move it one way, he's going to just move really quickly to the other direction. If you're a defense, you just only want to try to contain him. This is one of my best metaphors. Okay, I can see Winston Churchill. (laughs) Winston Churchill once said, "You got to keep the butter on the plate." He clearly Why would said you that. melt butter on a plate? You melt when butter I in a bowl. When I make pancakes, every I don't know. I always use a plate. Why? A saucer. Yeah. I don't. That's just Put what it in I a have. Bowl. That would make a lot of more sense now that I think about you it. You make but pancakes I'm, every week and you put it on a plate? Yes. How have I, I never on a plate. How have I never known this? Well, you never watch me, That's I guess. That's true. Because you're never here. <laughs> Gosh. You'd have to know the context. It's not as bad as it sounds. <laughs> anyway, Johnny Manziel is fun. He is so much fun. Um, to watch on the football field. Yes. I don't well, know. he's fun off the field, too. I don't but know maybe, about that. maybe we'll not for the benefit for everybody. But uh, so they, that one loss that they had, so they lost to Florida and they just had one other loss. Surely that's to Bama, right? But it was not. Oh, my goodness. It was, to, it was home against LSU. And then they, that season, beat Alabama at home. No, in Tuscaloosa. In Tuscaloosa. You, uh, and were up 20 to nothing at the end of the first quarter. Uh, and they hold on to win. Uh, what was it? 29-23? Ah, oh, dang it. Uh, so they hold on to win. Bama was number one in the country at that point. Would go on to win the national title. And uh, A&M, first year in the SEC, says, Hello, world. We're here with Johnny Manziel beating you in Tuscaloosa. Uh, it was a phenomenal season. And like we said, they 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 won their bowl game. Was the Cotton Bowl? Did they beat Oklahoma? Yep, Cotton Bowl and Oklahoma. So they were like... Because was Oklahoma in their former conference? Yes, absolutely. So they were like, see ya. We just beat Alabama, the national championship and champions, and we can beat you too, and we're not looking back. Yeah, it's a statement. It really is. And uh, and Oklahoma was good. I mean, I feel like they're always like well, they're always, number 12 yeah, I mean, or something. I mean, they're a cotton bowl. I mean, they're, they're, they were definitely a good team that year. And I think that this is just – I think a lot of people thought A&M – as not even a top-level Big 12 team would come to the SEC and struggle. But this first year, they make it very clear that they're going to be a threat. Uh, th- th- as we're going to see, they don't really build on that. But it was uh, it was a lot of fun that year to watch them. Um, Manziel would come back to mm-hmm. college uh, for 2013. Did he win the Heisman in 2012? Yes, he, he won it in 2012. Yeah, so again, redshirt freshman in the SEC – 
It, the, the conference movie, it, it was an incredible season. Let's just compare him to Tim Tebow. I'm just kidding. Personality-wise. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, he's much more, well, He's football. a different football player. Actually, he's a lot more slippery mm-hmm. uh, than, than Tebow ever was. So can I, can we, can I, I have some questions about uh, Johnny Manziel. Okay. Um, so just to kind of quantify him just in this section right here. So he goes on to play the next year. Um, I think he has some NCAA violations that, um, cause him to miss the first half of the first game, which is against oh, Rice. Sure. Um, I don't know if that impacted anything really. I think he signed some autographs. Um, How and got paid. You. I know. Can you believe it? Um, and then that next year, he's he ends the year uh, with uh, I think fifth in the Heisman race. So I mean, yeah. spoiler alert: he has a really good 2013 run as well for his personal performance, at least. And then he decides to go into the draft. Mm-hmm. Okay, so these are my questions. Um, I thought you had to play three years of football. I guess he does because he of the red shirt. Mm-hmm. Okay, so why do people red shirt? So, I thought it was so you can play more football in college. No, because you come in as a little puny high schooler and you get to live in the weight room for right. Year. So that's why they red shirt. Okay. And the difference between football and basketball is that with basketball, there's you know. There's just, what, 12 players on the team. Mm -hmm. It's very rare for a player to come in and not be physically – I mean, they can physically compete, but they they may not be physically at their peak, Mm -hmm. and they they increase that over time. But with football, I mean, if they go out there, some of them as a – you know, true freshman, they're going to get killed. Yeah. So, so who's like one of the best true freshman quarterbacks in the SEC that we've had? Oh, Tua. Second was half. he Tua? Second half. I mean, was of, he Tua? <laughs> I think Tua is second half of the national championship game. He was, was a, a true, true freshman. freshman. I feel like that's right. I'm trying to think who else would have been a true freshman. Um, well, I mean, the year that Justin Fields kind of played at Georgia. Yeah. He was a true freshman. It's very rare. I mean, you don't yeah. see it often. Like Bryce Young, who who is the top quarterback in the country, is going to be in Alabama this year. I mean, he, he sat for last year. He didn't play. Okay. So he'll um, be redshirt freshman. Right. Okay. Well, the redshirting rules are different now because they've changed the NCAA has changed it to where players can play in four games or less and still get a redshirt. Oh, okay. So the way it used to be is that if they played at all, they couldn't redshirt. Right. But now it's like they can go less than four games. And that was outside of COVID rules. Uh-huh. So COVID year didn't count. Right. Um. So now they can like So he play. could redshirt twice. Technically, he could have a COVID year, and then I mean, he's not, but somebody could have a COVID year. Yeah, they can play then, in college for six years. Yeah, and that's going to happen. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of players who are in college for six years if they choose to. Right. I mean, some players might. Can be you like, redshirt like junior year? Yeah, okay. you can redshirt any year if you want. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know why you would. So you but, play okay. three years and then you redshirt. That happened, uh, and and like I said, it it doesn't really happen with basketball. It it happened. In the, I remember Kentucky. I if it yet. happens with any other sport. Um, probably not that much because football, you just have so much depth. Mm-hmm. And you got, what, 85 players and you got 22, what, like 25 positions mm-hmm. that start, right? So there's a lot of, you know, opportunity for you to basically stockpile that depth, just give them a year in the weight room, mm-hmm. and then they come back stronger. So Johnny Manziel shows up as a true freshman in 2011. Probably does not have the um, – he, he has the quickness. Mm-hmm. You know, he has that athleticism, athleticism but he doesn't have the strength. Mm-hmm. So like, you get a year of in the weight room, and that helps you get ready for the, so the next, trials ahead. So my next Johnny Menzel question. Um, so he goes on to play for the Cleveland Browns. In theory. Yeah. But he doesn't really do well. No. And a lot of it's his personality that Probably, he yeah. has. I think somebody called him um, – Oh man, I wish I still had it up because that was such a good quote. But anyways, some some coaches had some not nice things to say about. His I also heard that Winston Churchill had oh some things gosh. to say about <laughs> Johnny Manziel. So he's very like abrasive. I think someone called like a spoiled brat, like kind sure. of like yeah. that kind of like mm-hmm. you think you're hot stuff. Which he got the name Johnny Football when he was a sophomore in high school. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, I mean, how how much can you super blame him for his lack of humility? Um, I could blame. I could, you can't. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Um, and then he's <laughs> kind of just stuck, like fumbled from there. Yeah. You know, and right. it's kind of sad. It is. Yeah. You know, like he he did. I don't know XFL. Sure. Like the, he like 
like kind of dabbled in that. He went to Canada for a while. Um, Saw Mike Sherman while I was there. Right, I'm sure. Um, and then like last there was like this indoor football league that he said he might try, but, but football is behind him and that's just his past. And, you know, if he had such hype to be like Michael Vick, like if you're telling me that he's a dual threat quarterback and was so fun to watch, like it seems like that should have translated to the NFL. Yeah. So is it a personal thing? Because like I, you've, you've also told me that like Tim Tebow, he was like a double Heisman person, right? I mean, like he did great in in college, mm-hmm. but you're like, well, he was never going to do that great in NFL because that's just not his playing style. Like that's not his strengths or not here's, NFL. Here's the thing. If you can run around in college, if you're a quarterback, that that's what you do. Right. Um, the defenses are a lot faster. Mm-hmm. And a lot more athletic in the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. So that advantage that you had in college, where you're running around some glorified high school athletes right. at, at times, um, that's gone, right? So you better be able to, as a quarterback, have the rocket. One of two things: uh, you better have that rocket arm mm-hmm. and good accuracy, which I don't think Johnny Manziel. I mean, he was fine, but it was his legs is what what mm-hmm. the thing was. For him, and that's what made him so good. And the defenses had to adjust to that, which opened up passing lanes for him to throw it a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. You can't run around like that in the NFL unless you are an, ex- an elite player in that regard. And I think there are only two quarterbacks that I can think of that have had the skills that he had running the ball that were able to still translate that to the NFL that I can think of over the last 20 years, and Michael uh-huh. Vick being the other one. The other one's Lamar Jackson. Yeah. That's yeah. all because and and Lamar Jackson like when watching him run and scramble was completely different than Johnny Manziel. It was just another level of insaneness. And I don't think Manziel was to that level. Okay. Manziel was slippery mm-hmm. and he was quick, but Lamar was like bullet train turbo Mario Kart get out of town fast. I yeah. mean it was just insane to watch. So he can translate that to the NFL easier and Lamar's also a great passer. Okay. Um, so it just like he wasn't quite good enough at what he was good at to take it to the next level, but he didn't have the intangibles off the field uh, to be able to have it stick as well. And you could talk all sorts of reasons of why that was, mm-hmm. but it just was what it was. Okay. I really feel bad for him in the sense that if he had been in college when NIL was here, yeah. oh my gosh. Golly. He'd be the king of Texas. Right. Like George Strait would have to take you know turn over his cowboy hat. Johnny Manziel would be like Johnny Texas, right? It's gonna hit with like two people. Texas forever. <laughs> Clear high. Yeah, that arts is so true. I wonder Netflix. if he's like just sitting he's probably still has plenty of money right now, but like Oh he's I'm sure he's doing But fine. still he's probably sitting there being like, Are you kidding me? Because he totally could have Oh he would he could have retired after Yeah, he college. totally he totally and like I mean, yeah, I'm sure he would have tried the NFL, but you get some of these college athletes that have the personality that he has and had. Well, he's not dead, but we haven't killed anybody in a while, have we? <laughs> no, we haven't. Uh, but he was, uh, he could have, he could have, I mean, he'd been a millionaire for yeah. sure. Yeah. But uh, Gosh, it, but what would that have done to him? But then, I, you know, that could have done worse things to him. But then you also think about like transfer portal, like if that uh, after that 2012 yeah. season, like if I'm Nick Saban. Oh, geez. Could you imagine that? Oh, my gosh. I mean, and imagine? this kind of thing is going to happen. Yeah. Right? You're going to get some, you know, nobody knew Johnny Manziel before that season. You're going to get some player, you know, who just crushes it this year, Will Levis, Kentucky. And then, like, after the crushes year. what, a banana? We can talk about that well, later. We will. We will speak to that. Okay. These are the things we need to talk about more. We need to get out of these primers. Gosh, we, we definitely do. need to talk about do. the pop culture because I'm tired of these 53-minute podcasts. <laughs> we just need to pop on here 15 minutes talk about people eating bananas. That's what we need to do. Uh, anyway, so Manziel left. 2013, they won eight of the first ten. They couldn't beat Alabama in College Station. They got mm-hmm. close. Um, yeah, it was close. It was 42-49. Yeah. Uh, and then they, they won an insane bowl game against mm-hmm. Duke of all teams. And there is a, probably Manziel's greatest touchdown. Oh, really? Was from that game. Um, you know, we'll have, to, we'll have to link that, right? In the show notes. Right. You want me to make a note of that? Yeah, Since there you that's go. my job now. Okay. <laughs> um, um, Jonathan. I'm just kidding. I'm no, not going to do that right yeah, now. we'll do that Okay. Later. But anyway, he leaves and then... Now, if you're Texas A&M, you face a very critical time 
because your SEC identity is tied to Johnny Manziel. If you're Kevin Sumlin, your identity coaching it, we haven't talked about him much, have right. we? Right. Your identity at A&M is tied to Johnny Manziel. So how do you build off of, uh, how do you build a program when the star is gone? That's that's a good question. So how do you do right. it? Well, I will say this. 2014 to start the season, Thursday night in Columbia, South Carolina, the first ever SEC Network game. Oh, nice. I remember it well. We were watching it in Richmond. Oh, sure. With, with the pheasants and the blue shag carpet. Yeah. Um, was the, totally carpet, the carpet wasn't blue. Yeah, oh, it was, it was yeah, blue. It was right, Blue it Shack was. Park carpet and um, pheasant wallpaper. Good times. Um, 1960s duplex. A&M crushed it that game. They won by like 20 points, and people were like, oh, this A&M's going to be great mm. again. And they won they, their first five games. 5-0 and oh to start the season. Yeah. And then they weren't. And who ended that? I don't know who ended that. Oh, that's a good question. I thought it was <laughs> Bama, but I could be wrong. It might have been. I think that year they got like smoked by bama 59 to nothing i think that would qualify as smoked gosh can you imagine because i think imagine as a kentucky fan i can <laughs> to alabama so wait we're in 2014 right that is correct. okay um i just want to see no it was mississippi state so lost oh. but that was a good that's 2014 oh that's mississippi's state. year that's right. so they're that's ranked right. number 12 yep um and and then they lost to ole miss the next week and then that alabama game and so, so what happens? Three straight losses. And so what happens over the next two or three years is that you get an A and M team that starts to beat who they're supposed to, but they cannot beat the teams that are like the pantheon of the SEC West. Mm-hmm. So they're starting to settle into this kind of eight and five, nine and four range. I mean, with, besides the twenty twelve year, they did they went eight and five. And nine and four. No, they went eight and five and seven and five. Yeah. So the just, entire decade. So just call them. <laughs> wow. Yeah. They didn't get out of that. So just no. call them Texas eight and five now. I had that joke in my head. But did you really? I was. It was Texas A and M and eight and five. It was. It no, was mine was as, much okay. better. Mine was much better. <laughs> because yeah, because it was eight and five in 2014, 15 and sixteen, seven and five in twenty eighteen. 18 and 19 spoiler alert, 8 and 5 8, 2016 eight and five. in particular they start 6 and 0 oh. so you're like here they go and right. then they, they lose to Alabama as one does Oh that's the one I'm thinking was of it 59-0? Yeah okay. no no the 590 was 2014. 2014 that's the one where they had a strong start and then they hit Alabama Okay and after that well, they, they kind of collapsed They lost to both Mississippi's who were mm-hmm. both unranked that season at that point Right They end up unranked by the end of the season and then I think the killer comes at least for Kevin Sumlin because you're in this mode of like 8 and 5 9 and 4 like no one mm-hmm. really there's there's no movement there's no juice uh, Manziel's been gone for two or three years. And then they go out to Pasadena and they're playing UCLA to start the season. Yeah, and they're rolling it. Yeah, and they're rolling 41 to 10 in the third quarter. And they figure out a way to lose that game 45 mm, 44. <laughs> so yep. I just, I'm like, okay, I mean, you do you. Yeah. 31 point lead in the second half and it goes away. And as that, that season unfolds, they don't beat a ranked team that year. Mm. Uh, and someone is fired uh, at the end of the season. Yeah. So, I mean, it's really just like not being able, I don't know, maybe it's your um, argument like about Georgia is that they start off too high. You know, you start off in the SEC too high, and it's like you're not ever going to be satisfied. But it does look like they have hit a, like, a plateau, except for a lower plateau, you know, where it's like we're not getting below 8-5, and we're not getting above 8-5. and Well, they are perpetually fourth in the SEC West, which is, I I mean, it's fine, but if you're... But not if you were... Johnny Manziel, like not if you were 11 and 2 and... you have the money and the resources and the dogs... (laughs) <laughs> that the uh the, that A&M has and I, I think it's a a question of how ambitious do you want to be you've made this move to the SEC to get out of your daddy's shadow um how ambitious do you want to be you had Johnny Manziel he was fun took you to places that you know Cotton Bowl and beating Alabama but now three or four years later you're like you're kind of middling so is he like a fancy boyfriend that you go and date after you leave your dad's house and he like takes you fancy places. He's fancy. And he's fancy and then he just leaves you and he like goes and doesn't do well and then you're just like, well, "What am I going to do now? I'm used to eating at the Ritz 
and I'm used to all these fancy things. And now you're, I feel like if you're eight and five, now you're just eating at O'Charlie's every week. Right. I mean, it's fine. It's It's fine, fine. but it's a lot of bread and you start gaining weight. Yeah. And then you're just not feeling good about yourself. Yeah. It's just not doing good. So then, so you got to fire Kevin someone. Yeah. Because O'Charlie's is just not cutting it for you. Listen. It's a real good (laughs) connection. I'll say that the potato soup at O'Charlie's. Is quality. I can't remember last quality. time I went to O'Charlie's. Well, we can fix that. Uh, the rolls at O'Charlie's. What do you think about the rolls at O'Charlie's? They're really good. I think so too. I think they're top five rolls. Really? Yes. Okay. What's another roll <laughs> in the top five? <laughs> I was like, are you going to ask? Because I really don't know. Uh, well, I cheesy cheesy biscuits at Red Lobster. Okay, sure. There. I feel like you have to um, put those. I don't really know what the rest of my list is. I yeah. need to figure it out. But I, I feel like yeah. O'Charlie's would be top five. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So anyway, ambition. What are you going to do? If you're A and M, I think you could go out and like hire a like up and coming coordinator, Mm -hmm. and I think people would be okay with that because that's kind of what Kevin Sumlin was a head coach at Houston was very successful. So like maybe you go down to a you know a group of five team and you pull somebody up. I think people would be okay with that. Well, no, sir, A and M is going to go swing for the fences and make one of the best hires. Of the decade. You think so? Oh, gosh, yes. Because when you can get a used car salesman who can turn a used car outlet into a Mercedes dealership, you get Jimbo Fisher. Okay. And I feel like if you need someone to sell you something in this world, you're calling Jimbo. All right. So where's Jimbo from? I don't know. Well, I mean, directly. Where did he come from? Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I don't know his life history. Know <laughs> With a name like Jimbo, I mean, I have a few guesses. I know. So Jimbo won a national championship at Florida State University. That's right. So he coached Jameis Winston. He did, yes. Right. And so that was that year he was there. Yes. Was he was their head coach? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, good coach. Of course, he... And I feel like... Did he come after Beam... Uh, Bowden. Bowden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he was the guy right after he, Bowden. He replaced Bobby Bowden. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's... And he did... I mean, how, how do you follow up Bobby, right. Bobby Bowden? You know, phenomenal coach. Uh, one of the greatest... Probably five greatest coaches in, in college football history. And he did very well. And what ended up happening, though... Uh, you know, he won the national title in 2013. And then... Um, here comes Dabo. And it's kind of interesting how, you know, it just kind of went a little stale. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think, I don't know, I've had to go back and look. I don't know if he was fired or if he, he quit. I'm not sure which happened mm-hmm. um, at Florida State. But I, it was it was one of those things where they had kind of just taken a step back. Clemson had surpassed them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the last year for Jimbo was not great at Florida State, if my memory serves. Yeah, you're right. Um, There's like culture issues. Yes, and there, you know, that's a they could be a variety of things. And it was Florida State never boring um, for some reason or another when it comes to that. But anyway, uh, what a hire, right? Because you don't get like there are very few. I think we came up with five coaches in college football right now who had won a national championship mm-hmm. i don't remember doing this okay well i did this with somebody um <laughs> in my other podcast nick saban right dabo uh-huh. jimbo uh-huh. who are the other two or drawn or drawn and it's the tough one um i don't know mac brown He's in North oh, Carolina. Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking SEC. Oh no, but you're thinking all of college football. Yeah, I don't oh, know. Wow. I don't know if there's. Yeah, I can't think of anybody true. else. Because Urban Meyer's not coaching. No. Okay. He's in the NFL now. Yeah, so, I guess you're right. Thank you. I appreciate Calm that. Calm down. <laughs> so yeah. Anyways, Jimbo Fisher is from West Virginia. In case you were wondering. Wow. And so is Nick Saban. And so is Nick Saban. Interesting. I know. Isn't that crazy? I think Bobby Bowden's from West Virginia. Really? Well, I can figure this out. He coached like at West Virginia. Yeah, he did coach at West yeah. Virginia, but I don't know if he... So he definitely has West Virginia connections. Country roads take me home. Bobby. Do the place. I belong. West Virginia. Um, Mount Mama. No, he's, he was born in Birmingham, Alabama. Random. Okay. Yes. So Jimbo um, shows up, and how does he do his first season? Um, I, I bet, I'd say I that's a... a, a is it 8-5? It's, it's an 8-4. and four, Oh, 8-4. Actually, four. so a little improving, maybe. The only thing I have about Well, they this, had a bowl game, didn't they? I mean, I think so. Ugh, you made me click on Jimbo Fisher, and now I got off my thing. Okay. 
Um, yeah, they won the Gator Bowl. Okay, so the NC State. So they went nine and four. One of those wins. Uh huh. Yeah, it's nine and four. Okay, one of those wins in in 2018 was a not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, seven overtime win. Mm-hmm. Uh, over LSU, I think seventy four, seventy two, and I mean it didn't really matter for either team. I think the final standings, but seven overtimes, that's fun. Yeah, and it broke a whole bunch of NCAA records, right? For like most points scored by a team that lost. Oh wow, <laughs> that sucked. How about that? Uh, tough LSU. They mm-hmm. did. They did okay the next year though. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, and then two, th- but but it was kind of the same thing. I mean, they they beat who they're supposed to, but they, right. they couldn't beat. So you I know, think it's the, this the year, and I think the next year they did a really rough thing on themselves by by scheduling a home and away with, with Clemson. Clemson. That's <laughs> right. I don't know why they did that. Which, to themselves. be fair, well, uh, we're you're going to see a lot more of that because of the playoffs, right? But, I know. But it's true. I mean, you look at it, and you're trying to get to a certain win mark. You know, that, that game's done for money exposure and also maybe playoff strength of schedule. They did not embarrass themselves in either of those games, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was, it was, they were both like defensive contests, I believe. And I think, yeah. I mean, they weren't close to winning. They were probably two touchdowns. But well, this year well, it what, was 26 28. Yeah. That, that, was that the game in College Station or was that the game in Clemson? I don't know. Okay. Well, it was one of the two. But anyway, they, they that got. That's true. It was, also, that was in College Station. I to give them credit, too. They played that home and home, which college needs more of that. Like, Bama's yeah. playing Miami here in the first week in Atlanta. Like, who cares about Atlanta, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, play the game in Miami. How fun would that be? Yeah. You know, so I like when these, uh, you know, Georgia's playing Clemson. Why is that game not in Athens, right? That It's in Charlotte. Who cares about Charlotte? Yeah, that's all money. Right? So, yeah, well, it is what it is. So, but anyway, they, it was the same stories. Like, they're not beating, like, they're losing who the, you think they'd lose to, and they're not beating who you think uh, th- they could, like, get a game and, mm-hmm. and steal one. And it was the same thing for 2019. Um, Eight and five. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> they beat a ranked Oklahoma State in the bowl game to close out the decade. But again, it's, it's kind of the same old story. Mm-hmm. Um, that you're 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 just kind of managing. Yeah, right? but like their losses and this is number one Clemson, number eight Auburn, number one Alabama, number four Georgia, and number right. two LSU. It was an insane schedule. <laughs> I mean absolutely insane. Those are like legit losses. Right. Absolutely. So, so one of the toughest schedules in the country. Yeah. Um so I you know, they they kinda close the decade we'll obviously talk about twenty twenty here in a minute. They they close the decade in a place where they're recruiting at an extremely high level, top ten in the country. You got one of the five best coaches in college football, mm-hmm. likely. That's uh, certainly with with that that national title. Um, so, you know, they're in a really really good place. Um, and I don't think many people are paying attention because obviously LSU wins the national title in 2019. Saban is Saban. Auburn's doing crazy things all the time. Like you're really not paying a lot of attention to A and M mm-hmm. out west. Um, but we'll get to 2020 here in a minute. Let's do some superlatives. I know you put a lot of thought into these. I know. We're about to record, and I was like, whoop, forgot to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but, I I mean, once you look at it, I feel like they're kind of easy to pick out. Yeah. What do you think? What's the what's the best moment? I feel like it's got to be beating Bama. Yeah. You for know? Sure. I mean. How many of our, like we've done, South Carolina's best moment was probably beating Bama. A&M's beating I think Ole Miss, Ole Miss might have been, beating Bama. Right. It really is. I mean, you have because to, it, it doesn't. Ha- it didn't happen that right. much. And this was in Tuscaloosa. And right. This was the Heisman Trophy winner. Right. How about their worst moment? This one was, um, you know, I put just to kind of keep in the same thread. Their loss to Bama in 2014, um, the 59 and 0 loss, because that was like, oh yeah, Johnny's not here. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> and we're not like head to head with. Bama because their Bama loss in 2013 was just 49 42 as we said yeah you know that was like a whooping yeah yeah for sure what about you I have the loss to UCLA okay because I think it's the Kevin Sumlin it's over and I think in a way that's probably a good moment because you need that clarity mm-hmm. because I mean do you want to fire a guy who's going eight and five every year I mean mm-hmm. it depends like it depends what program you are but I don't think A&M had any right to say mm-hmm. that they expected 11 wins every year but uh i think it was some clarity but in the moment you know to start the season that's tough and keep an eye on that yeah ucla road game because of course lsu starts their season at 
UCLA here in two weeks. Okay. So something to remember. Interesting. All right. What about rival? Well, what's yours? I mean, I feel like it's got to be Texas. Oh, that was mine. And I thought it was being sneaky. By oh, really? Texas. Oh, no. They haven't played them in 10 years. I know, but still, they're like God. in their fight song and Gosh. they like got like special permits. So frustrated. I thought oh, it was I'm being sorry. so clear. I thought you were going to say, well, it's probably Arkansas or something oh, like gosh. that. Your impressions of me are so offensive. <laughs> What was wrong with that impression? It was like I sounded like the Beavis and Butthead guy. Wow, that is tough. <laughs> I'm sorry you took it that way. No, I mean, I did put Arkansas, I did put Arkansas oh, on here <laughs> yeah, and LSU. But, I mean, it's just got to be Texas, like, especially with everything that's happening right now yeah, with them coming, a, yeah. you know, and they're, like, all butthurt that they're coming. And, um, you know, they have, like, <laughs> you know, we talked about A&M has so many traditions, you know. They're yes, like they do. with a lot of My traditions. My gosh, it's insane. And a lot of those, I, a lot of those are directed at Texas. Yeah, I think it's just, <laughs> you know, I hate to do a little psychology, but I I think it's just kind of to justify your own like standing in your own place mm-hmm. to try to give yourself legitimacy. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, that's the thing. Like Kentucky football has no traditions, mm-hmm. nothing. Yeah. You know why? Cause we don't care. Right. Okay. But, but A&M fans care. And yeah, and see, I think trying I- to put them in a position where they can put themselves equal to Texas. And let's be, let's be perfectly fair. A&M is a much better program than Texas right now. Right now. It's not, yeah. It's not even close. It's right. not even close. Um, so, you know, it's just, it's going to be very interesting. I'm well, not, see, I thought that they had so many traditions because of their military prevalence. Well, I think that's, presence. A, that's probably the right answer. I think that's the right answer. Yeah, sorry, I'm going to take <laughs> that okay. take and I think, wind it back. Yeah, there you go. But I will say this. Uh, they're going to hopefully scheduling put that game on Thanksgiving because mm-hmm. I have memories growing up of turning on ABC Thanksgiving weekend and A&M's playing Texas. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just one of those games. So... I mean, if you think with that game, and then you've got the Iron Bowl and the Egg Bowl and LSU Arkansas, which is like a boot game or something, mm-hmm. and you have all the SEC's rivals with ACC. I mean, it's just going to even make it more fun. It is. So, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. All so, right. Twenty twenty. Oh yeah, twenty twenty. Yeah. Uh, and, and we have to give it credit. I mean, it was a phenomenal year for Texas A and I had no. I I think I slept through last year. I don't know what happened. I had no idea that they were nine and one. I feel like I, you know, we've been doing all of these teams, and everyone's like, yeah, you know, it was a COVID year, and Bama was really good, so they were like, um, you know, seven and three or like six and four, yeah. and, then, and then I look, it was like nine and one. Nine and one. Well, here's here's what happened to them. They lost to Bama in the second week. So right. everyone was like, okay, we do not have to pay attention to them. Mm. They beat Florida the next week. And Florida was really good last year. Yeah. Uh, as Georgia fans know. Um, and they beat them at home in uh, number four. And that was a great win. Mm-hmm. Okay. So right. 41-38. And really a statement win, I think, for Jimbo. Right. I think that's his biggest win at A&M for sure. And then here's a here's the thing. They didn't really beat anybody else that was good. Yeah, because <laughs> the rest the of the SEC, West was not that great. Right, in the SEC. And they didn't play Georgia. No, they didn't. And they, they, they won at State. And I'll just go through this. They beat Arkansas and Dallas. They whooped South Carolina. Uh, they beat LSU, who was a little down. They won at Auburn, who was down. They won at Tennessee, who's like comatose. And then, to their credit, they beat a good North Carolina team in the uh, in the Orange Bowl. Right, that was um, a good win. Uh, but I think I, in losing their quarterback, they got they got a lot of their team back. Uh, they got one of the best running backs in the SEC. One of the best uh, wide receivers. Is this for this year? Yes. Okay. And their defense uh, returned a lot of players. But I don't know if they're quite as good as that record suggested last year. Because again, uh, they really they're they're they play two ranked teams in the uh, in yeah. the uh, in the well, season. Well, that makes sense. Cause... And uh, well, well, ranked when they played them. Right. And uh, Carolina, uh, I mean, Carolina's good, but they're not like. The, not like top 10 good i don't think um well that makes sense because my memory is when they were doing the playoffs at the end and texas a&m was really really mad that they were not considered right. and i kept thinking like why are they so mad like i kind of forgot about them like you said yeah like i feel like i have not been thinking about them all season and of course as a georgia fan we didn't think about well, them but now i see like well because seeing that nine and one it's like well I mean, yeah, nine and one in the SEC, like yeah, maybe a, they should have been considered. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Notre Dame got in and Notre Dame was undefeated going into the ACC championship game. 
got rattled pretty good by Clemson. I, you know, if you're AM, I think you had a legitimate. If there was ever a moment to say that you deserve to be the fourth spot, sure. Because yeah. the SEC is better than the ACC. But yeah. I'm just not impressed looking at that schedule from last year. Um, Little brother syndrome, man. Yeah, so we'll see about them. This year is going to be interesting. They play Bama, I think. At They play Bama at home. What a huge game it's going to be. Uh, but they got some tricky road trips. They're going at Missouri. They're going at Ole Miss. They're going at LSU. Uh, they could slip up in all three. Missouri mm-hmm. has, I think, the uh, – we'll see. Ole Miss definitely can outshoot them. And then LSU is going to be a lot better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they play Arkansas and Dallas. Arkansas is going to be good relative right. to where they've been the last couple of years. So I think it's going to be tough to repeat that. But I think there is a very good chance because they get Bama early-ish. I think there's a decent chance they can beat Alabama. But I don't even know if they beat Alabama that they could still win the West. Yeah, I think the West is going to be the Wild Wild West this year, but we'll talk about that more. Well, here we are, and damn it, we went 51 minutes. (laughs) I knew when I was like, let me journey into Johnny Manziel for a minute. I was like, my gosh, (laughs) I'm going to be here all night again. It's almost 930, and now I'm stressed that we have to go. Calm down. It's fine. It was a fun time. It was good. And you know what Winston Churchill said about stress? Oh, my gosh. I believe Winston Churchill said that stress is the worst. Okay. Winston Churchill. So we have one of these left. That's right. And Florida. It, it's oh, I'm, I know you're excited. I mean, it's whatever. I'll probably because uh, this is how it always is. So I'm like, okay, whatever. And then I start deep diving, and I'm like, oh my gosh, that game. Oh my gosh, I was at that game. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, it's horrible. But this is outside of my college years, so and I, outside of Tim Tebow years. I so. saw Florida. I saw Florida play like three times. Three times. Yeah, then, I think you might have some more pain than I will. Oh, oh, there is a lot. There is so much to go around. (laughs) Let me tell you, it was that one game where I didn't speak for like two hours after the game. God, it was ridiculous. So we will will go chomp chomp to close out the primers. We're going to try to do that this week, and then we're going to try to do some sort of preview. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) I don't know what that's going to look like. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, there's college football in six days. So it's not SEC. It's still a week and a half until that. But we are almost there. It's going to be fun. I'm Ben. I'm Brittany. And this has been You, Me, and the SEC. Bye.